Hold on. We might have accidentally just made ourselves a million dollars. Cut this, pause the, cut this part the of the podcast. podcast. No, pause I'll believe this out. I'll believe We gotta trademark this in a hurry, like yesterday. <laughs> What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Wrap Podcast. New year, new us, same podcast. Smiley, legitimate conversation amongst good friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the wheel route on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And we have uh, we have been putting the show up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, yada yada. We're we're all up in there. My name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm at Logwan on the Don, same handle. And uh, I tweeted today once or twice. Felt good. I got a Robert and I joke off. I was pretty proud of that. Okay, so, yeah. um, happy to do that. I'm on Twitter. I log on the Dawn. If I didn't mention that already, coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where it's lovely. Um, just supremely lovely. It's actually been pretty warm. Uh, just spent the week in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, uh, Villano Beach, to be exact. Uh, lovely. Lovely this time of year as well up there. Um, yeah. Saw the fan bam. Did the, did the uh, you know, total lazy uh, second Thing that you're supposed to do between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So we are we're out here. I feel recharged, and I'm ready to um, dog it until Memorial Day. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we are bracing ourselves for an onslaught of just icy cold weather. Uh, oh. It was in the 60s today, and we we're supposed to get seven-ish inches of snow tomorrow, Monday. Um, over over the evening, I think. So wow. we'll see what happens. We'll keep we'll keep the group text updated uh, accordingly. Um, so yeah, I want I want to see the backyard patio furniture and like the the stacking of the snow. That's the that's the key. That's well, you, really how you. Yeah, yeah, you quit Facebook, didn't you? So that I mean, that's primarily where that lands. Yeah. I'll I'll screenshot some things. Okay, and, uh, send it. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Don't don't tempt me too much to get back in, dip my toes back. In. Yeah. Uh, speaking of social media, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan, uh, where I have graduated from just abstaining from tweeting bad things about Kihei Clark. Okay. To, I tweeted a compliment, a sincere yeah. compliment. I saw it happen. Clark. Uh, yeah, I saw a like, sincere highlight from Kihei Clark on the Twitters too, and I was aghast. It was great. <laughs> he played a, I, hand up. I missed the first half yesterday. I uh, was, watching, <laughs> was watching some other things. Um, but this is post-Christmas, Logan, so I'm sure you had it covered. Oh, uh, I was locked in. You know I was locked in. <laughs> uh, turned on the second half. Kihei played awesome. The Who's great. looked great overall in the second half uh beat syracuse so uh good times are back for the who's and That's right and tony bennett and the boys the key to kihei being great is playing against a team that plays high school defense i love that i love that that's, we'll that's take really what good. we can get at this point yeah absolutely <laughs> what's most important is that they helped james madison's net ranking so. right we're just happy to help the dukes exactly big time commonwealth boosters around here exactly well, who's effort. who's a husky voice is that <clears throat> <clears throat> My name is Jason Crick. That was terrible. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, 
Um, well, I guess it was really just a delightful day. Um, really kind of perfect out. Good, good light hoodie weather. It was wonderful. Mm. Um, and it's still, I just, I just got home. It's like 55 degrees right now. And by like 11 o'clock, it's supposed to be like 22 degrees. So winter is coming boys as, yeah. as a famous television program once fooled us into believing winter yeah. is coming. Winter is coming. And, uh, I think, I believe Harrisonburg schools are already closed tomorrow. What? Um, I Jeez. think I saw that. Soft. There are I don't know if it's actually Harrisonburg, but I know there are closings on the western part of the state. Man, you want to talk about kids who just don't love football anymore, opting out of school before <laughs> the first, before the a first flake, day back, before yeah. a flake, nary a flake has fallen in the valley, and we're already opting out of school. Hopefully. You know what this leads to? This leads to a yep. uh, it doesn't snow at all, and then um, and then next the time it actually snows, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like three feet of there's like three yep. feet of snow. Yeah, like, you guys City thought schools. school board buildings, school board meetings were bad now. Uh, just just wait until we cancel school for a, a, a forty five degree day with snow snow. <laughs> yeah, they they announced it. Um, Dang, they announced it already. Due to inclement weather, there's my city public also in a move that I'm sure what people would love around here. Tweet it in Spanish first, and then in English. <laughs> I that's awesome. Yeah. I, I do. I, I I unapologetically love that. But there are yeah, some no, I, that I, I unironic that, that, good thing. I I do think there are some people that are going to probably bristle at that. But they likely don't have Twitter. They're they're on Parler. And I've, no, I was about to say Facebook. that. I'll send yeah, you some they're... screen craps of that too, Logan. <laughs> okay, the you, w, the WHSV page can get the, com rowdy. the comment section of TV Three News is uh, world star. Every now and then, you know someone too. You're like, oh man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, we'll keep it. We'll keep it rolling here. What are we drinking tonight, fellas? Anything good? It is cozy boy season. So tell me. It about is. It. Uh, it's also raspberry lime polar season tonight. It is for me. Right. Love that. Love that, Jason Shinerbach. Shinerbach, in honor oh. of the two two smokings I did last week. Lovely. Excited well, to bring Texas down the is back. Yep. Super back. Yep. Uh, I am. Um, you know, I've been I've been ingesting some alcohol this week, so as per usual, I'm back. Uh, I'm not, back. Not home. to brag. And, you know, I'm going to full South Florida, drinking water out of a Flanagan's cup. So this is this is where we are. Here we go. Uh, do we do we have any garnishes and or spritzes of yes of fruit in the water? Yeah, there's this, there's a uh, a lime wedge in the water. Okay, I can rock with that. The real thing. There might even be a blast of lime juice as well, because this is this wedge has been. Has been living in a couple cups. It's been living in a couple cups today. So sure, not a fresh wedge, <clears throat> but I did repress. In case you're wondering, repressed wedge. All right, um, cool guys. Well, it's been a while since we chatted. Lovely to yeah. see you guys. Happy. Let me be the first to wish you a happy holidays and, and a happy new year, as well. Wow, had no idea we were part of the war on Christmas. <laughs> we uh, we're respecting the WHSV TV three uh, comment thread here, <laughs> and. <laughs> No, um, all that to you guys. Uh, you know, how was it? Let's let's hear it. Anything good? Food, Santa, etc. Tell me something good. Yeah, I I got to see uh, all the siblings in Harrisonburg at some point over the Christmas weekend. Uh, played golf uh, with Jason on Christmas Eve, 
Yep. And uh, one of my younger brothers and his friend uh, had a fun, fun two v two scramble match. It was a fun, fun exhibition that we didn't track the results for. Yeah, so. out of Lakeview that went ex that went into extra innings. It was it, did, it yeah. was a lot of wow. fun. Wow. Um, and then the day after Christmas, played a, a similar format. Uh, swapped my dad and Jason. Uh, Merle tapped in for that. Guys, we gave Heritage Jokes the business the day after Christmas. Um, Love it. Dad and I shot a 71, Woo. and Trevor and Mark shot a 68. So, wow. Making it dance. Love yeah. that for them. Scoring Just conditions were out there. Straight up scramble, straight up 2v2. Yep, 2v2. Didn't use any breakfast balls. It was just uh, oh. a real gentleman's <laughs> afternoon. Couple of professionals Love out it. here. Awesome. Awesome. Did, did uh, Santa bring you any 60 degree wedges or anything? Any any new gear to speak of? Uh, no, he did not cool bring shirts, me the 56 pants. degree wedge that I asked him for. I think right. uh, that that still might be getting the the custom J grind in the workshop right Smart. now. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see what the elves cook up. I might I might Christmas myself in March for my birthday, and uh, we'll see. I know a thing or two about Christmasing myself. So, yeah, if, you know, if I haven't signed with uh, Vokey by then, then we yeah. Vokey. Team Galloway is going to have something to say. That well, they're, they're welcome to come to the negotiating table. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Jason, how are things? Uh, the holidays were the holidays were grand. Um, got, to, got to hang out with the parents a good amount, which is Shout out. blessings up. Um, yeah, had a, had a pretty low-key Christmas. Made a, a grown man's prime rib. Um, actually, it wasn't prime; it was a rib roast. That's the actual name for it. But right. um, tried some new stuff with that. It went splendidly. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. You and I had compared. We, we had we had we had compared extensive notes. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we both we followed similar tracks. Yeah. On on this, I believe. Yep. So uh, I thought it was fantastic. I of course got way too big of a roast um, for just. Uh, um, the the interns folks and myself Christmas tradition and uh, then proceeded to leave town like 12 hours after making this so that was you know that was a, a tough move on my part shout out to the guy who kept our dog who ate like a king I guess for a couple days so you know one love you my boy yeah. Brad I hope you enjoyed it um, yeah I listen I think I'm all in on herb butters just yeah. infusing butter with all manner of shallots and onions and herbs and whatnot and then just slathering that bad Larry just all down. Um, it was an absolute delight. It looked amazing. It smelled amazing. It was. It was really good. I made a little uh, a little horseradish sauce too, sort of off off the top of the brain. Um, that uh, that that went that went well with it. But um, good, yeah, good. I think uh, I think I think I'm gonna do that again. That's I'm I'm not as intimidated by that as I was. This is the I've done one in the oven before, um, and it went well. Yeah, you tossed yours in your smoker, right? I did. Yes. And that was that was good. I did you just again. straight oven yours, Jason, or did you smoke it as well? No, I, I since I was over at the parents, we were I went oven. Okay. Um, but I, I may, I may, you know, dabble out the cherry wood next year or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's I will, easy. You're you're just chasing you're just chasing uh, temperatures. So right. go ahead. Jordan. Same, yeah. No, I will say thing. I was at the grocery store uh, day after Christmas after uh, our two v two scramble and saw several rib roasts on manager special. Um, mm -hmm. so if you're looking to maybe like, you know, do, do some, some exciting things, uh, put some exciting twists on, 
your your approach. You, there's no time like the day after Christmas. Preach it on would it. Seem. That's wise. Yes. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, it's basically, um, or butter, but I don't know if I, I talked about it. I, so I use ghee instead of butter. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I use Kerrygold butter, which is like just grass fed butter, which is effectively the same thing. Similar. Yeah. It's right. just like reconstituted clarified butter. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it looks crazy when you put it in, you feel like a nut job. Yeah. Cause it's like slathered in white, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it came out perfect. Really thin gray line on the outside. Um, it's a thin gray line, brother. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, yeah the rib roast went went delightfully. Um, Seared that up nice. You know, didn't one one a big present Christmas. Uh, everybody was you know, kind of just laid back on that. Hey, we're we're we're, but, we're uh, post thirty. There's there's yeah. really. At this point, you know, I might buy myself a driver, like you know, occasionally, but like we're not, we're not getting too crazy. Either. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, played a little, played a little bit of golf. Played. Did we? Did we play again, Jordan, after Christmas? Uh, I don't think we did because I had to Jordan. work that week. We tried. Uh, oof. Oh, that that was it. We talked about it a couple times. You're right. Um. Yeah, it was, it was a good Christmas. I actually, I just watched. I just gave the. Gave the clubs their end of 2021 washing this evening. Mm. Yeah. Do you get any, uh, get any like proper uh, iron polish? I, I got some. It's a delight. It's a real fun experience. See, I didn't. I, I go straight uh, mixing bowl with dish soap and water. Oh, well, I mean, that that's fine. That, that'll work. But if you ever just want to really feel like you're taking care of things, you just put a little that's polish fair. on there and it's, they yeah. really. I would really run that by Mace first just to see oh, what obviously. he thinks. <laughs> I need to, I need to yeah. coordinate with Clear Mace. with Coach Mace. Please. I'll hit me with a couple slang words that might not be slang words that are probably typos and vice versa. <laughs> and this guy. Good. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Logan and I made our, our golf New Year's resolutions. Yeah. All right. So, let's Jordan, hear them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on. I was more uh, workshopping mine, but I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to get into it. There's just some things like, listen, my, my golf game is, is trending in the right direction. All right. I think yeah, it is overall we, we're trending in the right tell, direction. Tell the listeners what you shot at Mr. Dives, Mr. Dives, TPC routing. Um, so yeah, we were in San mentioned, we were in St. Augustine, um, good friend of the podcast, uh, uh, you know, was able to pull some strings, call on some favors for us and, uh, got us on out there. Um, at, you know, a slightly discounted rate, which was lovely, uh, and needed. Um, and, and, and very helpful. But we played the Dyes Valley course at TBC Sawgrass. So on the, I guess this is west of A1A. You've got the, uh, you know, the, the, what do they call it? The uh, stadium, stadium course. course, and you have the Dyes Valley course, and then on the other side of the road, it's just Sawgrass Country Club over there. So they play the TBC at the stadium course, um, and. So we did not play that one, obviously, with the you know the island seventeenth green and all that. Uh, I think those green uh, fees are about five hundred. Uh, you would be low. They are six hundred. Um, yep. You know, just standing in line to pay wild numbers being quoted out uh, by the the people taking the payments. Like very okay. very different world yeah. in that. It's like house. that's going to be three of you. Okay, so your total comes to nineteen hundred and fifty two dollars, and you're just like, <laughs> what is going on? Mm-hmm. So, Anyhow, it was really interesting. Just, to, uh, I mean, opulent 
absolutely opulent experience um which you know i don't get that often i play i played heritage ridge mostly so you know <laughs> things are things are not exactly opulent there but no uh, longer a florida club member so you're you're slow right those days. we did play with a, a member which was nice to play with a guy who's a member there um he had some some intel on some course management stuff not that you know <laughs> Not that it, I'm the best at you know following directions when it comes to just hitting. <laughs> oh, I want to I want to baby draw a four iron. Okay, so got good. it. Sounds yeah, good. just hit one up on top of the hill, huh? Okay, here <laughs> sure I go. I got you. All right, yeah. thanks. He was uh he was great. He was walking also, which okay. feels, felt a little tough to like be three of us in a car. I played with my father and my brother. Shout out to them. Um, always a delight just to see what the White House boys get into out on the links. But uh, yeah, no, I shot a 46 on the front. Wasn't feeling great, but things were rounding into form and uh actually just played the back three over just played just really played great golf for me so <laughs> i was pretty happy pretty happy about that on the whole um two par fives in a row like i think 16 and 17 were both par fives and then 18 was like the number two handicap hole on the course so like kind of a tough finish played at par 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 was pretty pretty happy with my uh um, abilities there was just hitting the driver great Really, really can't, can't say enough about how well I was hitting the driver, and that is uh, turns out helpful. So who knew? <laughs> who knew that that was helpful? Um, you know, I think actually my one bad hole on the back nine, I just absolutely – I got <laughs> – the guy we were playing was like, I don't know if you hit the wrong club or if you got a bad yardage or what. Um, but, like, I definitely thought we were way below the hole, and it was super windy where I was standing, and I don't know if it was just not that windy, like, up above, but I just – nuked an eight iron like 40 yards over the green like full-on neil <laughs> schuster just way deep deep in the stuff way behind Oof. the hole it hit the cart path. neil schuster catching a stray on the <laughs> it hit it hit the cart path like well behind the hole and just bounced like 80 feet in the air into the water like just could not have been could not have been more gone so um so that was my one ball i lost on the day though which is actually i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with that at least you got a story out of it and not yes. just like a, yeah oh, that's you're right gone. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a blast. Uh, you know, our, our our boy Sweet Connor had some adventures deep deep on the right um, at times. It was good that he had his own cart for some of the day, um, <laughs> so he was able to go to go scouting around. But yeah, he uh, he, you know, I did. I, I do feel a, a little bit bad. I, I shared a video with you, gentlemen, in which Connor didn't really didn't really have the strongest effort off the tee, and uh, you know that really was far and away his worst tee shot of the day. <laughs> So, but it was just fortuitous that that happened to be just a just just a classic you know reaction encapsulation with, like everything everything was some great tunes there. in so, the background it was know, great what i appreciate yeah what i appreciate him for being a great sport um for the most part you know other than you know <laughs> yeah yeah other than, than me doing this here publicly but um yeah no it was fun we did play also uh at a different course on tuesday had a warm-up round um i think i told you guys i actually did the did the american you know lazy american uh, worker thing on the friday before christmas on christmas eve i also bailed out there <laughs> to play in the afternoon <laughs> so i got i got a good amount of golfing over the weekend which was pretty good the course we did play um i don't know we don't have to do ads on here or anything but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't necessarily recommend playing there um just just an fyi if you guys ever find yourself in the greater ponte vidra uh area um, you could maybe avoid the the first one we put. You can check my Grant profile if you want to see about no, that. No, name names. Oh. It's not. Oh, it's Cimarron, not the Cimarron Country Club, guys. Okay, that's right. Again, this is a place probably was pretty swinging, 
like about 20, 25 years ago. Sure. Maybe it looks like uh, there's a little bit of disrepair. I have not played slower greens in Florida. I cannot believe how slow they were. And this includes the crappy courses I play around here. I mean, they were just, they were just really slow. They weren't necessarily in bad shape, but there was a lot of green sand on them, which maybe means that they were in bad shape, but they were just very slow, a lot of water, just, just tough, tough to get around, tough to get around. We also played with an 11 year old that was really good nails. This kid was awesome. Um, bombing it off the tee. Connor looked at me before we teed off. I was like, this little kid's about to give it to us. And it was like, yeah, his dad was like, cause his dad was riding with him. It was like, they relocated from Colorado to Florida purely for this kid's golf, like high school golf exploits. And I was like, Oh God. And he was like 12 or 13. And was, I was like, this, this is about to be bad, but turns out we were right. He was good. Um, so yeah, shout out, <laughs> shout out to him. But yeah, we had, we had a blast. It was a really good time. But yeah, sawgrass was fun. Um, you know, everything that you'd expect. Jordan, a little bit like uh the the PGA, like national course or not national, the PGA course we played. The die course there. Yeah. yeah. The other die course, you know, since I'm collecting die courses now. Um yeah. Roger uh, would be proud of you. <laughs> you're right about that. And uh yeah, a little bit like that setup, but like the 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 driving range was even nicer and um Dang. the putting greens. They you know, you know you get this big speech from like the card attendant guy that's like are you guys playing the valley and we we're like yeah we're playing we're playing over there and he's like all right don't putt don't even bother putting on this putting green you need to go across the bridge and putt on the valley putting green because the grass is completely different over there and i was like oh okay <laughs> thank you i guess but also like i wanted to just roll some putts on the other one just to see what he was talking about i'm sure i'm sure it was different but yeah like i i paid my fee i'd like to roll some putts on this immaculate putting green and also, <laughs> yeah, also the other immaculate like, putting green. it's also like a like a notable putting green. Like it's not just like oh that's true. A random Florida, you know, the pros hit putts on that putting green five times every year. So uh, Yeah, there's yeah. there's some aura on that bed. Mm-hmm. There are several uh parking spots marked out for tour players uh mm-hmm. at the at the place, which is kind Pure of well, so there's there's a handful of them that live there. Like Furyk still lives there and I believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think we did actually get out of the one guy what his uh, what his membership fee was. Just a, I think he was just a like a walking member for the valley, and it wasn't actually not as crazy as you would think. So you know, you can I can if you guys want a quote, I can give you some quotes later. But um, yeah, anyhow, it was really nice, really fun, but also made more fun by the fact that I probably played some of the best golf of my life coming down the stretch. Yeah. There, things things were linking up. You know, it's nice. It's nice guys, really nice. Not not bending weird shots into the water. So. So, so oh, with your game trending in the right direction, what what are the New Year's resolutions? Well, I don't know if it's a resolution. Some things I'd like to work on. Just, I mean, yeah, the resolution saying, was was a dramatic word. For saying me. course management is kind of a lazy thing, but like I need to stop hitting the ball over greens. Okay, and part of this is learning how far I hit all my clubs. So, like all of all of this kind of like comes in, but I need to stop like. I think I'm to the point now where I know how far I hit stuff. So I don't need to do the thing where I don't take enough club. Like I need to now take the right club and hit it to the, to the target and not worry about like being short uh, because that doesn't happen quite as much anymore. And now if I just tag a seven iron and I'm 150 yards out, like I'm just going to air mail for green. Right. And I just, I shouldn't do that anymore. So working on that. Um, hmm. Let's see what else, what else do we have here? Cricky? Oh, uh, five wood. I'm constantly, I'm, I'm, I'm back on getting this five wood slotted in the bag between the driver and the hybrid. Got to, got to get that. Hit some good ones yesterday on the practice mat here in the backyard. And um, I think I'm going to add a 60 degree wedge to the bag. 
I think I've decided. Welcome to the dark side. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've decided that that's what I'm going to do with my open slot. I don't. No, I, you can only see the magician go to work one too many times before you got you feel the itch. <laughs> well, I mean, I really like my fifty-six, but I just feel like I do. You do find yourself having to just like throw one up in the air over these little lumps and hills and stuff all too often. And, you know, hitting a super crafty 56 degree wedge is fun, but also a little risky. So that's, th these are my thoughts. These, these are, my, these are my thoughts. But yeah. I mean, I think the main, the main one is going to be get my distances dialed in so that I can stop hitting the ball um, over. Like I, I, I found myself playing, I played, it was, maybe it was Christmas Eve. I played in the morning um and i was just I, I kept finding myself with these like above the hole like running away from me chips from behind the green it was just 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 a real a real nightmare of a day for your boys so we gotta stop doing that anyhow I, that's enough that's enough about me jason let's jason let's hear yours okay so uh love the caveats this is the best <laughs> uh so i actually i uh i filmed myself swinging for the first time in a like long while i went to the range mm -hmm. the other day and I don't think I ever realized that my backswing wrapped around my head as far as it does. Okay. Like we, we made jokes about, uh, what's his name? On brother in law up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I should not have made jokes. Like I am right there. I mean, oh, you don't, you don't, bad. you don't bang it off your body. You don't like, well, get, you're not is, off. You're yeah, not backboarding off like, your neck. He has more velocity on it. Like he uses the bounce. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, even like I, I mean, I was in the, those videos. I'm hitting like seven iron, and it's coming fully parallel behind my my head. And um, I so I want to I want to cut that down. I want to like basically cut that down to like getting vertical, being like mostly at most of it, because I think I can still get good club head speed. Um, yeah. I want to work on. I know I I didn't say this to Logan, but I realized the other day when I start my backswing, I. I rotate the club right from the jump. Okay. So it has to like come back and rotate at the right time, which I think throws me off a lot. Um, like I, I basically point the blade straight back as part of my backswing. Okay. Um, and then the two bigger ones, which are like terrible goals because they're like, What's the rules like measurable and all that stuff achievable and Achie yeah. it's, not, it's timely it's none of these things it's not a, i'm not using any of the good thing the good rules but um so i want to i want to basically take away the two-way miss and like turn my default swing into like at worst uh like a, a consistent cut but i'd rather do like a consistent draw so that like a miss is just when i overcook it and i don't have that like crazy like, oh, there's a three fairway slice. Yeah, like double, double cross yourself. Right. And so, because um, I was reading about it and they were basically like, it's not that no, like if you look at the tour, nobody hits it straight. Like that's not the default shot. Yeah. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because they accept that it can't be done. Like yeah, you cannot. Yeah, the whole like zero degree right. face, zero degree path on on it's just, shots. Is it's just not a consistent place. thing. Yeah. And so um, they're like, the thing I was reading was basically like, just give up. Like, the best players in the world don't do that and don't convince themselves they can do that. So just stop doing that. Like turn it so that like a block ends up being a straight shot and your normal shot is like a little, a little baby draw or hook or something like that. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. So I'm going to try to do that. That's all um, fine and good until you play the number 12 par three at uh, heritage Ridge yeah. and you're, 
you then, have to hit this then you might towering. just try playing it right-handed at that. You might want to purposely double cross yourself that's on fair. that one and um, bend it back into. But the then um, the other one is uh, like the worst. And Jordan can attest to this. The worst shot in my bag is anything between like fifty and twenty yards. Just awful. Oh yeah. And so with it my distance, among us, honestly, <laughs> uh, fair. I don't think I'm alone. But with my distance, I need that shot to be much better. So those are my three spots. Well, and, and uh, it's a I helpful mean, captain's choice shot as well. Also true. There you go. That that's true. I, I would just say like you gotta you gotta think that there's a reason that like pro guys don't leave themselves that shot that often. Yeah. Too, though. It's almost like course you management. Can also start, and you can almost start you can start playing to your distances, which plays into Jordan's you know four drivers the four driver policy. Was, uh, that's <laughs> that might be the play from here on out. I think I've pretty much followed the driver plan that we laid out, boys. Nice. That, uh, I might have hit one extra one just because uh, the guy we were playing with was hitting driver and we were hitting like I, w- I was hitting the driver well too, which was helpful, but he, we we were hitting it like the same place typically. Awesome. Ride ride the hot hand. If it's working, it's working. <laughs> oh, but dude, let me tell you, it was really striping, really was really striping the hybrid too, though. When I hit that thing mm. good, it goes so straight. It is nice. It's just towering. The sound, the sound of a cleanly struck yeah. hybrid. Blink. And it's oh, it's like so a Jordan, clip. now that we've put you on the spot. What are your 2022? Oh, I I gave myself a handicap goal as well. Okay. I said I wanted to be a at most a 10 by the end of the next year. Love that. Yeah. Love that. I mean, I, I would like to join in on that. I mean, I guess I would well for me. It's probably sorry. What what did you what was your number, Logan? Like 10 to 12. Okay. I'm at like 14.8 right now. Yeah. 14.3. Yeah, you, you get some more mid eighties sprinkled in there and you're you're golden yeah. um yeah i i would say the, the two big focus areas of my off-season practice sessions uh will probably be driver and putter um i think like i've been really encouraged by the shots in between the tee box and the green and how consistent that ball striking has been uh as of late um but yeah really like man if i can just give myself good positioning off the tee that is so helpful uh for scoring and for morale um yes uh like goals wise i would like to get in and stay in a single digit handicap uh by the end of the year um the the lofty lofty goal would be a score of par or better um not not an expectation for this year you pull that off in 2022 i'll be very impressed but it's like you know why not like i know i know this is this is a fickle beast and like improvement is not linear by any means um but you know the train's rolling at a good pace so you may as well just ride the lightning and and see what happens um also would like to uh take at least one, probably more lesson uh, from Coach Stu. Um, but yes. you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how his uh, his scheduling lines up and uh, how my sponsors feel about working with an outside agent of chaos like Coach Stu. So, um, but yeah, I I think those are those are kind of front of mind uh, points for the game. Excellent. Well, I, I mean, I've been encouraged by you know it's been. Pretty much just over a 
when did when did I like actually start playing again? I'm trying to remember. I think I played like last summer. I think it was like, very very late in 2020. Mm, yeah, maybe like middle of summer. Back end of 2020. Yeah, I played and then I played with yeah because I, I remember I played at Thanksgiving with Connor and Dad and I had the new clubs I believe at that point. Um, and then I have since undergone another equipment change <laughs> so you know we are we're out here you've so, been yeah, stopping no, in the tour truck a fair things, amount That's things good. have been things have been going well so it's all good uh all right well i mean is, is there any like college football you guys want to touch on outside of uh bowl game results and maybe not results um jordan any uva coaching staff rumors you need to break down i've seen some stuff you know not really sure how to seen some stuff how to react or or not? Yeah, uh, until uh, staff together. So I I will do my best to just briefly skim over this. Uh, in in the happy news column, we got Coach Higgins uh, retained. That was number one on my wish list. Uh, we got that taken care of. So um, anything else that happens after this uh, is is important for sure. But uh, Coach Higgins was was the top item on my agenda. Um, so congrats to Tony Elliott for winning that uh, winnable battle. Um, he also retained uh, the offensive line coach, Garrett 2J, and uh, the defensive line coach, Clint Sintum. I was surprised that Sintum got retained. Uh, to, to be frank, uh, I did not think the defensive line was a strength of that team. Not much of the defense was at all, um, but he is a UVA guy, played yes. for the squad. Uh, um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm not as sold on Sintum as I am on Higgins, but Higgins certainly has a longer and more uh, impressive track record. So, What's uh, two, two J? Is it 2J? That's just how you say it, 2J? That's how I've always said it, yeah. Okay. What is his deal? I mean, is he worth keeping around in your opinion? I mean, I, I feel like the offensive line really bad, or it's been good under for the past like few years. It seems to rotate. Yeah, I think it has trended in the correct direction, um, but it took a while to get off the yeah. ground. Got um, it. And he, as a personality, like seems to really love being at UVA, uh, big like crowd engagement guy on the sideline. Uh, okay, which love to all see. right. Um, I do love that. <laughs> I I am kind of a little confused as to why the two uh, allegedly top uh, guys in the O-line room decided to still transfer away after it was announced that he was right. being retained. Um, but, I, I mean, that I guess the game is the game. Um, so... Yeah, we'll we'll see who fills out the rest of the spots. I mean, you got pretty much the entire defensive side to still hire for. Uh, you got an offensive coordinator position open. Uh, Des Kitchings is rumored to be the target for that spot, uh, but the Falcons are still in season. Um, I think I saw the Purdue DC was is the rumored target. Okay, per football per football scoop for defensive coordinator. So. He was the former coach at Charlotte, head coach at Charlotte, I think. Brad Lambert, maybe Brad Lambert or something like that. Okay. Yeah, and um, I guess, I guess, just yes. overall optics-wise, I am a little disappointed that like stuff hasn't happened quicker. Um, 
just because like in my mind, I would like the optics to be like, oh, everyone wants to work with Tony Elliott, like, and he's he's gonna have no problem filling his staff out. Um, yeah. He still might not have any problem filling his staff out, but I don't know how much of that is like teams are still playing their bowls out and that should be all done yeah. as of today. Uh, or he's going to look in the NFL ranks, and that's kind of still going on. So um, I know that's the deal so, with Florida. I think Florida still has three or maybe four on-field uh, coaches to hire, and I, it, the rumored targets are all NFL coaches that are supposed to be, you know, joining up after the season is over kind of thing. I, I'm always a little confused by, like, if you're, like, a, a position coach for the Falcons right now, like, what are you really Like Des Kitchings is. Yes. Yeah, right, exactly. But, like, yeah, I mean, I think... I, what I, are we losing by letting you finish out a, a turd of a season with Matt Exactly. Ryan? Like, I think they're going to hire this guy, Rob Sale, as the offensive line coach, who's, like, the OL coach for the Giants. It's like, okay, well, Giants, you know, haven't really, really getting after it this year. Yeah, so. he's going to tell me he loves New York that much. He loves the Meadowlands that much. He's gonna be calling uh, Joe Judge next year to tell him he wishes that he he was back. Take me um, back, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, against all odds, Florida has continued their just screed of hiring people with crazy uh, titles and announcing a single hire per day. It's like they've literally announced, I think, a single hire per day since Billy Napier got hired uh, for football staff positions. So my man is making good use of all of the funds that has been given to him. And, uh, I, you know, we got a few, we got at least a few more days until the NFL season's over. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Did you guys ca catch any of the Under Armour All-American game today? Did not. All right. I counted couldn't, a little couldn't bit. Couldn't place wagers on it, so I was not interested. Oof, oof. That would have been a dark, that's a dark <laughs> timeline. If <laughs> placing wagers on that. Um, yeah, they're, I, I'm just always interested in the things that they do that seem to be popular amongst the youths uh, at these games. I noticed there was a, a TD thrown at this. So if you scored a touchdown, like you like the players that immediately ripped their helmet off and went and like sat on the TD throne and got like an Under Armour, like gold medallion placed around their neck and like a fog machine went off and there was six like, sweet photos taken, I guess. Uh, this I is, guess that's I mean, great for the, the Graham and like. Sure. Engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just you can tell the whoever the the poor announcer guys are like you can tell that they're like football guys and they're like oh well now they're gonna go to the TD throne and it's like <laughs> it's really really tough really tough for the guys to get through it. It's probably um, uh, who's old boy uh the uh, the the recruiting guy God what's his name He's like oh uh, Mike. At rivals. No, well, no. This is it was an ESPN property, so this is the ESPN guy. Uh, oh, okay. I, I don't know. He's like he does like on-field SEC Network stuff too, uh, but uh, anyway, it, it's fine. It was it was interesting enough. The Dolphins game had was so bad that I I switched. <laughs> found to, yourself channel. I, I found myself on uh, you know volunteer college football, uh, high school football even at that. So um, I guess everybody's just gearing up for the next signing day, which is like six weeks from now. Sounds like it, yeah. So hopefully the staffs will be killed out by then. Jason, any changes to the JMU football staff that we need to be aware of? Not yet. Knock on wood. Oh, okay. continuity boys. The continuity boys. Let's go. I got a new home here in a year or so. So true. Uh, all right, Jordan. Uh, if you want to bounce through any notable uh, bowl games, and then we can get to the games that we picked, the New Year's Six games we picked, as is tradition. 
I'm sure we all did great. Uh, we didn't do terrible. Um, Love that. Love that for me, mostly. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't updated uh, the records necessarily, but I'll do that before 2022 is over. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have any notable like non-New Year's Six games to talk about. Uh, the Wasabi Bowl was unfortunately canceled. Um, cancel culture came for even the Wasabi Bowl. I, it's it's really getting tough out here in the streets. Um, so yeah, the Bronco Mendenhall era ends with just a real fart of air out of a balloon. Um, not not getting able to like send coach off with a spirited uh, football weather game in Boston. Uh, so <laughs> tough tough scene there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I didn't really start, like, getting into bowl watching until probably Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, it lacked a little bit of juice. I did catch the, and this might have been prior to us actually recording last time, but the, the Western Kentucky App State game, the Boca Raton Bowl, was a delight. I caught that, watched most of that. Um, some just sort of interesting college football behind behind the uh, the curtain stuff there, too, which was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, looking at some of these, I mean, Virginia Tech got just wasted by Maryland, which is, you know, not a tremendous look. They did. Uh, there, there I believe that was the worst. That was the worst bowl loss in ACC history. Huh. Yeah, and and it gave us a, an interesting. So the uh, the sickos Where's that committee UVA Navy game recently. Yeah. Uh, well, the the uh, sickos committee Twitter account has been <laughs> tracking uh, split screen touchdowns in in bowl season. Okay. Uh, which is a fun phenomenon when like the the production crew usually brings in a a figure of note as an interview in a side oh, pane, like the um, new head coach. <laughs> yeah, while while the game is still taking place. Uh, so so they had one Brent Pry, uh, newly minted Virginia Tech big whistle, talking about the brand of defense that the Hokies will be playing. Right as uh, Baby Tua just. Through like I think it was like a seventy yard. It was GD. like a seventy five yard touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hate to see it, but uh, right they got to play. So so good on them, I guess. Uh, they ripped um, the ACC appropriately. Right. We had spicy. We had a spicy Shane Beamer uh, Twitter moment, which was kind of fun. After you know Shane yes. Beamer's feeling a little chesty these days. His team is uh, team on the rise. Um, he got the Mayo bath at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They put the paws all over North Carolina, which you know North Carolina. I mean, what is going on? I've I been mean, asking I mean, it for are, years. Literally, are they going to be? If they, I swear, if they're number six again next year, I'm, no, they'll they'll be more. <laughs> we riot. Like, we uh, riot. More chip on their shoulder, number seventeen preseason. There we go. That's what yeah, I'm calling. Yeah. It. With like a, a quarterback coming through, but anyhow, that's fine. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, Shane Beamer and, and Dennis Dodd got into it a little bit on uh, <laughs> on Twitter afterwards. I mean, Dennis Dodd had some sort of like whatever half baked poor take of, about something and um beamer just like he was, was like, he was basically annoyed that like oh there's so many bowl games that people are excited about a grown man getting drenched in mayo oh right right and this, he had also one. apparently like basically said that south carolina had no chance at winning any games this year at the beginning of the year and Which, Shane listen to be brought to be favor i'm not a dennis dodd stan uh, the complaint, no, he was not uh, alone. South, no, South Carolina alone. was not. I mean, yeah, yeah the complaint no, from Beamer was that Dodd said, "Oh, South Carolina ceiling is two wins this year." Yeah. Vegas had the number at two and a half. Mm -hmm. I I considered heavily a sprinkle on on either side of it. Didn't right. touch it. 
So that was good. But I distinctly remember that Dennis Todd was n- not at all alone. Oh no, no. no. Dennis not. Todd just happened to be the uh the target of the chip the shoulder chip that yeah. has been And he tweeted ho hum things about the mayo. That's where he went wrong. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And Shane so. Shane did tweet this week that, that they talked on the phone and then have cleared the air. So Oh well I believe Shane then. For sure. I uh, know. Oh I saw. I saw that as well. And he looks forward to. Uh, he, yeah. He said he. He looks forward to Dennis Dodd's uh, continuing coverage of the team or something like that, which was <laughs> hilarious. But um, yeah. No. That that was that was funny. Listen. I mean, this this is what's fun. You know, get out there. Get out there. Talk some talk some sheed. You know. But uh, this has been a popular you know time of year for your Danny Cannell types uh, to get out on the twitters and exercise there. People don't care about football and there's too many bowl games, you know, basically saying that like the players don't care. And also I don't care. So there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be so many bowl games because I don't care about them, which is like a ridiculous position to occupy. Um, And then at the same time, like beat your chest about people um, opting out of games and then telling people that they shouldn't be talking about it when uh, you know, someone like a Matt Corral gets knocked out of the game, like three minutes after like tweeting about how, you know, Matt Corral was did the right thing and put his team first and 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 whatever. And it's just it's just so it's just so annoying how like these these people come out of the woodwork every year at the same time to give the same half baked terrible. They're like opinion. the damn cicadas, but on a yearly basis. Like, oh, here here we go again. It's Danny Cannell season. Right. Um. What did uh What did our guy Stephen Godfrey call him on Twitter today? It was it was a delightful. Oh, oh that was that was a good one. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Godfrey does a good job probably of like not having a ton of friends in the industry, I would think, just based on the tweets he's that he... Ve- well, he doesn't have a ton of friends in the industry, but he is very well connected. Oh, yeah. He called him panhandle Doug Gottlieb. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> which which is which is great. Yeah. Which is great. I, I love I love. And that. honestly, like, he... Sh- he and, uh, Logan, I think you and I were chatting about this. He and Holly Anderson, like, oh. when they are on... Oh, yeah. They... Yeah. They will scorch your world to the ground. But Holly, they Holly had such the, a good Holly job the of, one, not, like, of not pulling it out all the time. Holly had the like, one this week. Um, she had one yesterday. Oh, well, so, oh, because she like she said something before the game about like LOL at Utah being an underdog here. And like some Ohio State fan chirped back at her. She yeah. said, I was like, we but, had 27 players not playing right. in the game. <laughs> the, like, the guy had his girl in his profile picture and she said, look at her and look at yourself and tell me you don't know what an underdog means. <laughs> like, well, that's a murder. And, yep. then, and then I saw the guy like had replaced, had covered the, the photos of him and his yeah. girl's face with smiley faces afterwards. A Correct. weak move. A, a weak move. Come on, yeah. bro. You got to stand like, in the It paint. happened really quickly, too. Oh, like, yeah. He edited that profile picture really quickly. Um, so yeah. not triggered at all, though. Don't worry. No, Go he's not mad. Not this mad. is oh, all funny to him. Do not tell the news that I was mad. Do, <laughs> yes. do not put in the newspaper that I got mad. <laughs> But anyhow, I mean, like, I, I'm sick. I'm kind of sick of it. Like, listen, did I watch every single bowl game, like, with glee in my heart this year? No, not at all. But, like, I, I don't, like, I don't have any issue. Like, I, I can't wait for three weeks from now when people are watching NFL playoffs and then we get the tidal wave of, like, oh, what I'd give for some Tuesday night action right now. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, your Danny Cannell types are out here saying that there's too many bowl games like who cares like are you writing the check is it the danny cannell bowl sponsored by danny cannell like it's not i know it's not and if anything the dude is profiting off of them so just like just just you know shut up and dribble you know what i'm saying you feel me 
So anyhow, that's all I have to say about that. Thank all right, let's let's get to some uh, um, let's get to some New Year's Six games. All right, uh, we had the Peach Bowl standing on its lonesome uh, December thirtieth. Do we hold on? Do we want to go over uh, pick records for the New Year's Six Bowl or? I mean, we can. Right. Uh, I, I would like to. Um, Jason seems pretty interested. I bet I you're am. sweet you would, Jason. I uh, am. You're <laughs> damn right. You are damn right I am. All right, so let me just do a real quick mental tally here. Logan, As I a reminder, we are shooting with live bullets here. Jason is wagering on these games. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, compliance. Unequivocally untrue. Yeah. At JMU Compliance, please find this man. Uh, yeah, Logan, it looks like you went three and three. Jason, yeah, you went good. five and one. Way to go, big dog. And I went uh, three and three as well. So no losses in the new year, um, <laughs> which is true because in the games that took place in 2022, we are all positive on. So oh. suck it, haters. But, uh, yeah, back to my original line of questioning. Uh, the Peach Bowl was on December 30th, and it featured the Pitt Panthers and Michigan State Spartans. Um, tough break here for Pitt in a lot of ways, uh, mostly in that their backup quarterback, who, like, no doubt had just been getting all the run in practice, was probably super jazzed leading up to this, knowing that his was his game to shine. Uh, yes. I think he got knocked out in the first quarter or the first half. Um, just like got bounced off the turf pretty hard. Had a had a, had torso, a couple of those yeah. arm shoulder injury, and the third stringer came in and to his credit made a little magic. Uh, had Pitt within three, was driving deep into Spartan territory, and uh, he he got he got fleeced. Um, they they dropped a linebacker into coverage, and he threw a bad pick six, and it was it was a tough beat for the Pit boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be clear, it was twenty one ten Pit with seven minutes left, or like eight eight or nine minutes left. Sorry. Okay, well, so, so it's the defense's fault. Now now I yeah. really know who to blame. Michigan Narduzzi. State ran up Michigan that State Narduzzi ran up twenty one points in the last eight oh six of that game. Gosh. Yeah, sort of rescuing the narrative on Mel Tucker's season. Things had not been going tremendously well Pretty for much that team. From the uh, instant uh, that that contract leaked. <laughs> Outside of him signing a $100 million contract to be Michigan State's football coach, which is preposterous. But, you know, it is what it is. The game is the game. Shout out to Mel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so, I mean, good for Michigan State, I guess. I mean, I, I you know, Michigan State Pitt doesn't really, doesn't really move the needle for me, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't super enjoy watching this game. I've got some. I think I just have some like traumatic experiences with Michigan State basketball that sort of trickle over uh, into my how I feel about them as a football team. And then they usually don't play like a, a particularly pleasing brand of football. So I just kind of am like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I don't need this. No, their their football and basketball teams play exactly this. the same way. Yeah, which is why Draymond Green was a great fit for both spots. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, right. and Mateen Cleaves. Yes. Our, our boy, Sweet Mateen. Uh, all right. What's next? Uh, we I want to point out that if, that if that pick six hadn't happened, I would have gone six for six on New Year's wow. Day. Yeah. Well, Listen. Jason, if I had a nickel for every parlay I missed by one leg, yeah. damn right. Your boy would probably be 
a professional podcaster. You know, Jason, <laughs> if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. If my grandma had wheels, she would be a bicycle. Hey, now. I don't think I've ever heard that one. That, that, no, there's a famous, like, uh, well, Not I don't sure know I how famous one. it is, but it's like, it's a clip that keeps <laughs> popping up in my uh, my Instagram page. I'll send it to you guys next time. Please do. Okay, all right. It. All right. Uh, Cincinnati, Bama, we had two playoff games the next day after the Peach Bowl. Um, so, you know, sandwiched in between all of these New Year's Six games were two playoff games. Cincy, Bama was a 330. Um, Cincy gave it a good go for the first half and yeah. uh, just kind of got out bama Um Yeah. I, like, Alabama didn't really have to do anything special. They just uh, kept delivering sledgehammer blows and yeah cincinnati just didn't have the gas or the horses with the gas cincinnati was unable to i know there's no way to like put your finger on this but like they were unable to like make any plays Mm -hmm. does that make sense like they're they had their one good drive in the first half they had a receiver climb the ladder and would have been a pretty acrobatic touchdown catch if he had made it um ball went through his hands um, maybe he could have caught it, maybe not. But like that's the kind of play you you have to cash hundred yep. percent if you, you want to stay in this game. And then once Alabama was like out of out of touch in this game, it was kind of like Alabama didn't need to do anything crazy. They they ran the ball. I told my dad's a bit of a Cincinnati fan. Got some family from Cincinnati, so he he likes to follow the uh, uh, follow the Bearcats. And I was like, the one thing I was worried about before this game was that Alabama was just going to do that thing where they just ran the ball and just ran the ball down Cincinnati's throat. And they did exactly that. They, I think Robinson had over 200 yards, his high, um, you know, we were Alabama some... averaged Alabama averaged 6.4 per carry. Right. Right. It and, and it was slow in the middle, I think, because Bill O'Brien did seem to do the Bill O'Brien thing in which he got a little bored and maybe called us, you know, they Alabama just kind of ended up punting a couple of times sort of in the middle of the first half when maybe they, if they had stuck to the running attack, they probably would have punched another couple. Yeah. It was as if he felt the need to like, we need to justify uh, why our quarterback won the Heisman. So we're going to show you guys why I'm going to dial up some Heisman plays for our quarterback. Run the touchdown play. And they did, they did run the touchdown play a couple of times, which was great. But yeah, I mean, this was a pretty comprehensive Alabama performance. The, the, the difference was the, I think Richard Johnson said, uh, Cincinnati's defensive front was a little light in the air, uh, to deal with Alabama. And that's, I think that was the difference of the game. I mean, Cincinnati's defense is really good. They just, you know, you got to sit there and eat, you know, eat they that didn't have, They didn't line. have the beef. As... Bingo. So, yeah. um, you know, they know, they, they, they def, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this like referendum on Cincinnati thing either. Like they definitely belonged. They were, they, they should have been there. They acquitted Absolutely. themselves fine. They looked they better they, than many semifinals. They have, yes. Yes. Then. That's the problem with these semifinal games. And that's the thing that's like, it's unfortunate that these semifinal games are never that good. I think yeah. only two of them ever have been decided by like less than a score. Yeah, um, something crazy like that. Like that's the problem because it gives fuel to the fire of the people who are like, we don't need to expand the playoff because these games suck. It's like, well, yeah, no, I, I that doesn't, those made... two things don't have anything to do with each other in my opinion, but yep. yeah, I forget who made this point on Twitter. It may have been Richard Johnson also, but the, like the, the playoff expansion idea is not to try and get to other teams in the final game. It's to give us a better, experience getting to those two exactly teams. so yeah. i think i think I mean, it's, 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 it's too it through like, that lens it's, 
You already have the bowl system. You already have the bowl system laying there for you to take advantage of too. Just do it. It's expanding the playoff is pretty much just to connect more teams to meaningful games. Yeah. And like, like, listen, there's more and the ESPNification of college football. We can. That's a whole other podcast. But like, of course, that there is more to college football than just the national championship. That is true. Like the bowls are. Like can be cool and fun and quaint and there's more football games and we're all in favor of that. But the fact is fan bases, players, it doesn't matter who you're talking about. People are more connected if they know that they have a chance, no matter how small, to win the top prize in their sport. That is just common sense. And so like nobody is saying like, well, if we add another round, if we add four more teams and have an eight-team playoff, all these games are going to get magically better. Like, no, they're not. They're still going to be like if we have eight teams in the playoffs, probably at least two of the quarterfinals are going to be blowouts. Like the one eight and the two seven have a very real chance of being horrific games. Yeah. But like, but they really... might not. And that's what gets people fired up. Exactly. Are you, are you really going to tell me you, you wouldn't want to watch like Cincinnati? <laughs> I don't remember who was the five this year. Like Notre Dame. Uh, okay, bad example because they did that once already. But like, yeah, but no, like, I mean, give no, us no, give us yeah. Michigan, Notre Dame, and Cincinnati, Ohio State. Like, you're really gonna tell me you don't want those games to mean anything? Come on, like, stop being ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think I think we all agree there for the most. Yeah, part. Yeah, we are preaching the choir. I do think just... to get to get back to this game. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Logan. It was just they they didn't have the yeah they didn't have the the beef on the defensive line. They got pushed around. Um, Gimme's and Joe's, brother. I think they they actually did a good job of like Bryce Young didn't look awesome. Like no. I think if Bryce Young plays like that against Georgia, I don't know. But like I think Cincinnati did a good job of getting to Bryce Young and making him a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I don't think Alabama needed him to be uncomfortable because they could just beat Cincinnati with a brick that is Brian Robinson. But um, right. no, I thought Cincinnati acquitted themselves well. It went about how I figured it would as soon as Cincinnati made the playoff, and that does not change one iota the fact that Cincinnati should have been there. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also thought uh, we texted a little bit about this, but the offensive approach from Cincinnati seemed to not give Desmond Ritter an awesome chance of succeeding, uh, given the way his offensive line was or wasn't performing. Um, I would have liked to see them move him around a bit more, maybe a few more designed runs or option runs. Uh, for him, but he also looked like he was just like pressing really hard. Yeah. Uh, once once the gap got to two scores, and that's a tough place to be. Like when when you are in the position <laughs> Cincinnati was in, like if you start to tighten up, it's not going to help. So right. Um, yeah. FYI, Mike Denbrock, the offensive coordinator for Cincinnati, is head, taking his talents to the Bayou. He will be uh, joining. Ryan Kelly's staff as the offensive coordinator. Oh. Yep. All right. Well, good good season, Cincinnati. Way to go. Um, and, Logan, let me be the first to congratulate your dad on the Bengals winning the AFC North today. Oh, he was big. stoked. He was texting me. Yeah. Dude, Jamar Chase is is, is a dog. I mean, yeah, it, he, wow. he is <laughs> so He's fun to watch. Very special. Yes, know, all these people, all these people are out here telling me that they wanted old skinny bridges, Devonta Smith, and I said, y'all, y'all forgot Jamar Chase. Y'all can play have him. Y'all can he have play, him. He didn't play this year. Jamar Chase has, he's he's thick. 
He's just yes. ready. He's got NFL body. He's ready to go. And he has muscle on muscle. Remember when we were making fun of him at the beginning of the season because like he, he had like a taken out of context quote about like not seeing the ball very. Yeah, good they referenced that again today in the game and did no not way. use the correct context either. Yeah, right. Love that. So. Love that. Uh, anyhow, uh, we also had an Orange Bowl game. Uh, this was Georgia and Michigan. Uh, this one also was kind of a snoozer. Um, yeah. We got we got basically the same game uh, that Alabama Cincy gave us, um, but we had we had more of a fun dorky coach on the losing end who was wearing wide receiver gloves in in pregame and just really really having a time out there. So hope yeah. hope, hope you had fun, Jim. Um, Listen, yeah. this the season's an unequivocal success for Michigan. Good for Absolutely. Michigan. They got they got off to Schneid. They beat Ohio State. Um, and they made the playoff, you know, again, they deserve to be there based on the resume that they had. Uh, I do think that we, we may have oversold Mr. Aiden Hutchinson just a bit, um, coming into this game. He had a very good game against Ohio state, uh, as it would turn out, Ohio state's offensive line is not Georgia's. Um, but there was just some very violent Georgia's defense when they have a team snuffed out. It is incredible, like how, like when I am, they, yeah. When they can taste blood in the water too. I like, am mystified whoa. at how Alabama gave it to them, like three, like four weeks ago, the way that they did. Um, and I know that Alabama had another receiver playing in, but it is like the Kobe D can cover so much ground, and he's like an outside that clip, linebacker. That clip of yeah. him going from like, like ten yards back on the hash. And making the tackle outside the other hash for a loss. Just hawking the running I've never seen a clip like that from a defensive player. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's why I think, like, he, for me, for my money, is the best player in college football this year. It's Nicobe Dean. Like, he just, they they use him in very creative ways. They let him do that kind of hybrid safety linebacker thing um, that is, like, usually, like, maybe a little oversold. And he does it to perfection. Um, He's like the honey badger, but with. But he's like 6'2", 240 or something ridiculous. Just so horrifying in the middle of the super <laughs> soldier serum. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So anyhow, I mean, so again, shout out to Michigan. Successful season. Uh, not up to snuff with Georgia. Michigan's offensive line came in wearing run the damn ball t-shirts. You knew things it was going to be a long night when you saw that bunch of bunch of dudes in uh, freaking pit viper sunglasses and, and uh, uh, run the damn ball t-shirts. But uh, they did yeah, not. Like, I'm, narrator, I'm all for college, they, all they for college kids day. like doing doing things that are oh, fun yeah. and and chesty. But like, man, that is tough. Look, you also got to kind of weigh weigh the consequences before you put those shirts on. Like, if this yeah. goes wrong, how's this going to play out? Like, go aggressive. You can't wrong. scrub that from the internet. That yeah. that is that will live forever. Yeah, Hutchinson made zero impact on the game. Which, you know, it's a lot to put on one guy, but so did the other defensive end that's really good in, in Jobo or whatever. He, yep. he also similarly made no impact. Um, if anything, it was the Georgia edge players and defensive line that was just dominated the game, wrecked the game for Michigan. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't establish anything. Michigan pulled their quarterback and played the backup who looked a lot better than the starter, which is always, you know, love when that happens. Um, big fan, big fan of that. And, yeah, I mean, it was – nothing nothing really else to say it was yeah i would say honestly the the like little i won't say non-impact highlights but like i feel like this game had more highlights not away like away from the ball than it did on the like there there was that clip of of him traversing the whole field there was the clip of 
Hutchinson getting like blown up by the tackle. Um, there was a clip Michigan of the, had a the, pulling center. Get the the Michigan pulled its center on a run play and yeah. he just got folded in half. And I mean, he, like, he took like a shotgun blast. Yeah, like chin. it looked like he it just like, like <laughs> it bent over. Um, it was like the No Country for Old Men cow killer thing. The guy just like hit him. With yeah, him. just like, like right just now. collapsed him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought like moments like that were almost more interesting in the game than the rest of the game because yeah, it was a lot like Alabama. There yeah. were some weird moments for Michigan, like one of Georgia's touchdowns. I think the third one, like right before the half came because like Stetson was like under pressure and kind of had a guy in one-on-one so he threw it like that's totally fair and the Michigan corner like turned at the exact wrong time and just stopped running yeah and so like, Harbaugh after the game said that I guess the, he lost it in the lights and it just like that's why it looked like there was like the weird pause yeah. there but yeah that was terrible it was just a very weird moment and like because he threw it up in one-on-one coverage and I was like oh well, you know Georgia's got receivers let's see if they can make a play and then the dude just stopped and the Georgia receiver just had like five yards of space to catch the ball. And so there were just, there were a lot of weird, fascinating moments in this one, but the game as a whole, yeah, pretty much a snooze fest. I do think that the addition of George Pickens wide receiver to Georgia makes them a lot more dangerous just as, as a team. Like he's rangy NFL possession receiver kind of body uh, is really what they, they need. They utilize the tight end really well. Bowers, he's really good. I mean, they obviously run the football. So you know, all this adds together to make the game a lot easier for Stetson Bennett. He doesn't have to like be great, and, uh, to, and he's, to already, he's already the best quarterback in the SEC. So yeah, for like, sure. So it's... to Bennett's credit, he also he runs really well. He, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to address those. Come topics. on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think they're they've you know it's it's shaping up for me to talk myself into Georgia winning next week, which is oh, which sure. is really really scary so, so so with the national title matchup set would you guys like to take a guess at the early line i saw i saw the early line okay uh, logan perform your magic i'm gonna say georgia by one and a half georgia's favored by three right now wow so there's some value on the tide at the hmm. moment boys and girls that's a rare opportunity for value on the tide you know rare opportunity they are a money line dog also, and if I you am, don't think that that those line that line was waiting in every Alabama player's locker when they returned, you're crazy. <laughs> oh gosh, that was framed in the back of their locker. Stephen's like, I know y'all got DraftKings. <laughs> I know, I know up, the boosters son. giving you NIL dollars got the DraftKings. Actually, I don't <laughs> think Alabama's a legal state yet. So, ha. Ugh, hello, hello, darkness, my old friend, Alabama. Uh, speaking of darkness, we had a Notre Dame bowl appearance uh to ingest <laughs> we did um but the mullet won out this this was kind of entertaining um oh yeah wild game i was i was impressed with spencer sanders and the performance he put up and uh the pads were popping as well so dude the pads were popping in this game there was this one and the Baylor game too. Baylor brings the lumber too. Honestly, like this this three game lineup. So did Utah. Utah brings the lumber as well. This three game it was lineup. A, it was a great New Year's Day of football. Was oh, fun yeah. football. Yes. Yes. So, it really Oklahoma was. Oklahoma State Notre Dame happened. I enjoyed it as an hors d'oeuvre uh, for the next two, but don't have any heavy, heavy uh, deep analysis to bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think eleven hundred. Yards of offense in this game. The Notre Dame game? 
you know, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame combined for 1,100 yeah. yards and all that. That's a lot. It, I mean, I think Notre Dame was up by 21, right? Um, yeah. I mean, the main yeah, takeaway, I think, is Notre Dame was up 21, and I believe Oklahoma State scored 30 straight points at one point, and then they, we had we had a situation at the end where that's might correct. have had a chance. Yes. Yeah, I, I will say it was interesting to see uh, the Notre Dame offense function minus Brian Kelly at the helm. Uh, it looked like Tommy Reese had a little bit more license to get after it and <laughs> and call some tempo and exciting things, um, which I I think is is encouraging yeah. if you are a Notre Dame supporter. Tommy Reese as exciting offensive play caller was not something I had uh, in my the artist my, you know, formerly known as Tom Reese. Yeah, those, pop, like, two pop gun arm Tom Reese who could really step into a throw and, like those wing it out there. He about thought he wanted yards. to go by Tom. <laughs> touchdown tom reese um yeah i mean it, it was it was interesting i hope people don't use this as a referendum to like begin some sort of narrative about how marcus freeman doesn't deserve the job um yeah. i of course i'm sure there's gonna be people with bad takes uh, out there always but uh yeah i mean all you can expect is a, is a fun game and uh i mean if you're up 21 you're usually not gonna lose that game so whatever it happened. Yeah. Uh, the Rose Bowl was after that. We had a great, great setting, a lush uh, uh, landscape behind the stadium as always, and just a real Donnybrook of like, yeah, uh, like a like varsity level chaos. Yeah, you 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 put it really well, Jordan. Like it was very chaotic, but it, it was like a, a high quality brand of chaos. There was Polished of chaos. There was a lot of talent making the chaos happen. I was actually kind of impressed. You know, I'll, I'll readily admit, didn't, didn't consume a ton of Utah. Um, they were more fun on offense than I think I was prepared for them to be. And I don't yeah. know if maybe they had some time to just you know let that let the, let that thing out a little bit or what. But they. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they they seemed like they knew what they wanted to do. They deployed the quarterback running game very well. They took shots uh, as necessary. Um, all of this, like, with the backdrop of, like, they have a big running back that just looks like he's not a whole lot of fun to tackle. And, you know, they are every bit of that tough, um, hard-nosed team that I think Whittingham wants them to be. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was really impressed with them. Um, result aside, insanely impressed with them. But uh, – I mean, the story of this game is Jackson Smith and Jigba's uh, performance for Ohio State with um, 347 uh, receiving yards on like 15 catches, 16 targets. And he fumbled one time going into the end zone um, on what would have or could have been a fourth touchdown. Uh, he did get all those yards. But yeah, I mean, it's just high quality touchdown throws for that Ohio State team. But I did see a, a thing before the game um that every single one of those receivers are five-star recruits so look at that making yeah, plays imagine that working out for you one of them his name is marvin harrison jr i don't know if you if you've heard that name before i haven't can't, me neither can't don't I know haven't. Could, couldn't tell you where he's from what he does um who looks looks the part already like six three is a big body receiver it seems very fast but smith and jigman can go and uh yeah i mean Got, Stroud, Stroud throw to him that he like that, the short corner one. Yeah, that touchdown was unique, and I like to Herb Street's credit. One of the few good takes Herb Street had 
all day. Rough weekend for Kirk. Yep. Was that he like he said in the moment he's like I don't know what to be more impressed with like is it the throw or is it the catch because both of them were equally just shocking in how good they were and the fact that they were married on the same play uh, was astonishing. Um, so shout shout out to those young men for and like Stroud's a freshman right like uh huh yeah is, I mean that's, he's he's the reason that the uh, viewers is is yeah transferred right yeah yeah i mean i think they were saying stroud had not attempted to pass prior to this season i think he might have been on the team so maybe he was it was a red shirt or a COVID shirt situation uh for him but regardless yeah super young they're gonna be scary ohio state will reload if they can uh iron out some of their defensive stuff uh which was fully on display yesterday as well um i think they need to just revise some of their strategy. It would appear that they don't react well. You know, there's a lot of guys open, and then I think they kind of draw the defense's attention and then allow themselves to, like, have shots taken over their head. I mean, it's just not not a good place to be for Ohio State's defense right now. Um, but they did bring in Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator to try to fix things, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but game of the year, though. I mean, that this was – it was just – it was, like, very fun um, – I had. Do we have an update on Mr. Is it Cam Rising, the quarterback from Utah? Did did get his head bonked on the ground there towards the end and, and came out of that game. Not a great scene. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard anything. I, I assume he's. I have not. Better, but uh, we'll we'll see. He uh, off. Yeah, and the uh, so the final game of the evening was the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. Baylor and Ole Miss. Um, kind of, kind of an anticlimactic ending to the night. Uh, given uh, our sweet prince Matt Corral's early exit, um, I I will say like my overall takeaways from this game was that uh, Ole Miss's defense played really well for a lot of this game. I was really impressed with how they kept Baylor in reach um, for as long as they did. Um, and just a rough night for our guy Joe Tess. Uh, uh, Oof, a, a yeah. Really, like, usually reliable, uh, I guess, <laughs> resource or source of sense and, you know, uh, measured takes just really went all in on the, like, Matt Corral wants to play and he's doing it the right way. Yeah. Uh, mere seconds before Matt Corral got his his leg jacked up, uh, but he did it the right way. So he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish, I wish we would stop using absolutes like right and wrong. Yes. Um, about this. You can think what you think about what you would do in that situation or what you think people should do. I don't really actually have a problem with you giving me your opinion on what you think people should do. But when it comes to like what the right and wrong way is, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Joe Tess, absolute pro tend to love the guy um but uh maybe maybe hit that narrative a little hard he was hitting it he was hitting it so hard too it was like it was physically annoying me it was that was the the bigger concern wasn't that he was went all in it was just over and over and over the young man it was like he was trying yeah it was like he was trying to like get uh his booth mate uh greg mcelroy to like join him like come on come (laughs) on on, back me up i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna give you a chance to be a company man 
and and stick up for ESPN's properties. Um, and yeah, that was that was just a real tough listen. Really yeah. disappointing. Yeah, tough tough performance for for, for old Joe T. So anyhow, uh, I, I, you know we're gonna move past that. I do. I do like Joe Tess, uh, yeah. and I, I like his voice. I like the way he says Baker Mayfield, um, but, you know, it's it's unfortunate. He's a big boxing guy, too. You know Joe Tess? He loves boxing. He does. He freaking loves boxing. Um, yeah. I, I, Ole Miss's uh, freshman quarterback who they plugged in, what do we think? Altmeyer? Yeah. He could spin it a little bit. He had a little. Looks like I, he, 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 looks like he could let the chopper sing a little bit. Yeah. I thought. A little bit of what? He had a little Colt McCoy to his game, I thought. Okay. Just oh, in terms of like, you know, kind of a lot of shoulders shouldering around <laughs> when he runs, but also like slinging, <laughs> slinging the pill, maybe making some ill-advised decisions. Um, I, I, I don't think he is the future. I think uh, Arch Manning, you know, seems to be priority one, two, and three still for for Lane, um, which I think is wise, but. Uh, but Arch Manning is a 23 kid, right? Like Arch Manning still has a reclassified thing. Well, yeah, potentially that would be dramatic if that happened like now between signing days. But I guess I'm just I was just curious. Like I, I there does seem to be a lot of clamoring for Arch Manning, I, which I un- totally understand. Well, he's, Arch he's coming to Charlottesville with he's Tony very, Elliott. Yeah, exactly. His favorite yeah, offensive right. mind in college football. Right, right. Who I mean, if anyone saw Clemson play offense this year, they have to be impressed by right because he was saving it all for the Hoos. <laughs> Love We've it. Been over this. I know you're right. We have. I don't know what I'm doing, um, but yeah, I I feel like Ole Miss would have been a good portal spot for somebody, and they didn't they didn't snag anyone. Hey, Emory Jones is out there pulling the trigger for Ole Miss next year. I couldn't be happier for Emory if that works out for him like that. So. Um, Go get paid. Can I can I interest you in a used uh, Zach Calzada? <laughs> Slightly used Zach Calzada, <laughs> like new. With a, it, with it a, pull, there's some left side alignment uh, issues. Uh, given given he beat, all the he beat Alabama. Yeah, he he runs in a circle. If you let him run long enough, he'll like run <laughs> he around the stadium. In a yeah, he's, he's like a spiral. He gets increasingly <laughs> closer. Uh, <laughs> Slightly Zach Kelson. Um, oh, good news, guys. The Tax Act Texas Bowl is Tuesday. Did you know that? That's right. It's LSU, Kansas State. LSU, Kansas State, a matchup for the ages. Oh, man. I saw Can you that imagine? When I was checking the title line. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. You guys want to guess the line on that while, <laughs> while we're guessing lines? Um, Kansas State minus two. I was going to say one and a half. Kansas State minus five. Wow. Wow. Vegas loves the Wildcats. Such, such disrespect for the Tigers. They're giving Who Coach is... Kelly's Tigers five whole points. Wouldn't it be He's awesome had... if Brian Kelly just walks down out of the booth and co- starts coaching the second half? He's like, I've seen enough. This is my, my program now. This family and I have witnessed enough betrayal. <laughs> There's been I'll a say, murder. There has been a murder in the, in the booth, and it was I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Is Coach Coach O's not coaching, right? He told him to f off after the uh, like he, he took his yeah. payment, his like twelve million dollars, and well, like, he coached oh, through the end of the season, right? Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, what does he got going on? He can't coach the bowl game, <laughs> right? Well, if he loves, he's got a lot going on. I think that's the problem, right? He's probably working on his place in Destin. He's probably got like a you know 
couple of cooter scooters parked outside, just ready he's, to go. He's speed dating in Destin, Florida. <laughs> take, take some, take some, some ladies out for a ride on the bayou. <laughs> Concerning how how just casually you dropped that nickname. Well, he's he's been in Point of Vedra or wherever for the last week. No, I'm I'm talking about what Logan. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. He's what is. The term cooter scooter. You just casually toss scooters. I know. I mean, like I'm telling you, he's got a beach house with a couple little Vespas outside. Those I'm not saying you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he seems like the kind of guy that would unironically use a phrase like that as well. No, he he would get the little like lettering that you. I was going to say he probably got your boat name on the back of the boat. He air freaking Kill Bill style, like. We gotta keep an eye on Coach Joe. See what he's up to. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you are apparently in the neighborhood, so <laughs> let's. We'll, you'll be our boots on the ground. How's yeah, that? we'll see. You know, Destin is is, is an easy seven hour drive from here, but I, I will right. I will do my best to to keep my eyes on. Let well, have, peel. schedule some business lunches up there. You can expense the mileage. Yeah, to Coach Joe. Um, do you work out? <laughs> I mean, what a I mean, just just what a performance. What a what an ending performance by that man. Things things are great. All right. Well, that's it for college football for the most part. So we will um, wait with bated breath for the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Tuesday. I'm sure, we'll all be locked into that one pretty hard. And um, yeah, looks like we got when is when is the CFP? Oh, next Monday. Monday Night Football. We'll get an episode in to discuss. Oh yeah. yeah. Thoughts. We can check in on how Jason's uh, New Year's resolutions are going. How how that baby draw cut. He's gone. <laughs> both at the same time, probably. That's yeah. the current problem. <laughs> you and me both, son. All right. Are we done? We, we're good here? Yeah, we're Anything good. else to say? All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you made it this far, God bless you. We're at, we are uh, The Wheel Route. We're at The Wheel Route on Twitter. You can send emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can go to thewheelroute.com. It's the website. You can check the pics out. You can uh, cruise through some old episodes for easy listening. Um, and as per usual, we're available uh, at all your other podcast acquisition services. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.